Good words, good words, good. We're back, we're back here on the Source TV as always. The Premier League has been back for two weeks and we just thought that we would give everybody a recap and see what our predictions and how our teams are doing thus far. As we did with the pre-Premier uh, League show, we've got our guest here, our Arsenal supporter, Paco Jovo. How are you doing, Paco Lola? No, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. Good to be back. It's always good to be back when there's football to be spoken about, Chiefs. That's not even mm. a question. And I've got my captain, my captain. <laughs> my Manchester United supporter, how are you doing? <laughs> Can we skip this question and talk about what's going on? Because I don't know how to tell you how I feel. Because it's actually quite embarrassing. But I could be better. You could be better. You could be better. Could be better. Ah, but anyway, let's just jump straight into it. I'm actually going to start with the first week of fixtures. The first week of fixtures was very entertaining, if I must say myself. Obviously, Manchester United and uh, Manchester City didn't play because they still were given a little bit extra time from their European commitments. The main things that I could see was Liverpool with a 4-3 win to start off the season with newly promoted Leeds. We had Arsenal with a 3-0 win against um, Fulham. We had Leicester with a 3-0 win against uh, West Brom. Wolves pulling through 2-0 wins against Sheffield United while Chelsea started off well with a 3-1 win. Those were just a few of the results from that first week. From that first week, gentlemen, what can we say? I think the biggest team that everybody wanted to look at at first, to be honest, would be to see um, how the new-look Chelsea team was. The new-look Chelsea team, they started with both Timo Werner and Kai Harvest um, against the Brighton team. People expected them to, to win that game, but they started off a bit rusty here and there. My personal takes, I just saw Timo Werner, he had a a good debut. I liked his movements. He was he was actually pretty shocked at, at the physicality of the game, but I think he held up well. Kai Harvest is still a bit. He still needs to find his feet and everything. But do you see anything from that Chelsea team? Purely speaking, from the first week's performance, we don't want to go into the second week just yet. First week performance, Wandy. What did you think about that Chelsea team? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you with most aspects. Um, they did start a bit shaky, but I mean, I expected that to be the case. I mean, they haven't had pre... I think they needed a preseason more than anyone else because they have two new players who are supposed to be very influential in the team. So I think they're still setting their feet. I'm not too worried about Chelsea in the very long run, but in the short run, it was a bit of a shaky win against Brighton. Um, Paco, did you see anything from the West Londoners? Um, yeah, I, I, I also agree that they were quite shaky, to be honest. Um, you can see that a lack of a preseason is really affecting the team. There's, there's still that chemistry that has to be built, you know, amongst the players. Um, Verna started yeah, off well. You know, he was yeah, unlikely that... not to, to score anything. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think that's the truth because as, a, as we say, all of these other teams that we see as contenders, they haven't really brought some, uh, many, too many players in, but Chelsea have got potentially five starters that they've brought in during mm. this window. 
Of course, Hakim Ziyech, we still haven't seen much of him. Ben Chilwell is still injured. But those are all people that we're going to be looking to see in the starting starting lineup. So it's actually going to be a tough task for Frank Lampard, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, that, that actually, uh, like I also just, you know, looking forward to what he's going to bring to this thing, you know, because Chelsea's always had this thing of they need to win quickly. And this is going to be one of those things where it's, it's a long process and he has to be given time to actually find out what his best formation is, who's going to play in what position. Because one of my biggest concerns was Havertz didn't look his best. I know it's his first game or whatever, but I, I just felt like he wasn't meant to be he playing on the right. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Moving on to the next first week performance. Paco, how do you like your Arsenal team? Like Arsenal, I keep telling you guys, I they're actually the team that I'm cheerleading for. I don't know why I've got such sentiments towards them. Maybe it's just because I need them to finish in fourth place for personal reasons. But another <laughs> guy there had a stunning, stunning um, debut. William from Chelsea. He had two assists. Obama Yang start, uh, left off, uh, started where he left off. Got a goal, Lacazette also got a goal nice and early. Now, how is that, Paco? You are the Arsenal man. That 3-0 went over Fulham. Fluid, fluid. 3-0 away win, must be said. Away win. I don't think Arsenal has won five away win, uh, games in the past two seasons combined. Like, mm-hmm. Arsenal's away form has been woeful, to say the least. But they started off with a 3-0 away win. How do you take that, Paco? Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a very, very good start. Um, one person you forgot to mention there was Gabriel as well. Um, he had like a moment at the beginning of the game where it seemed like, you know, he was still out at sea for a second. But then after that, he really commanded the defence. Um, I think he played extremely well. For me, he was thereabouts, the man of the match. But obviously, William had a terrific game. I mean, the, the influence he had over the game. The way he was creating chances, I think he was unlucky not to score from the free kick. Um, also, the goal that, like I said, converted, you know, the ball bouncing around, he was unlucky with that. But you can really see that he is going to have a big role to play with Arsenal this season. Uh, yeah, but I, I, that's so cool. I actually left that Gabriel on purpose because I wanted to hear from the both of you. One of the things we had said about Arsenal and the transfer market and what they had to do in the window, they have to fix that defence. Do you think he's the solution? Is he the solution or is this just another piece that is just going to be your next Mustafi, your next Kershawny, your next... Because these were all players that were good enough to be good players, but they never got over the fence to be the this, the wall of the team, and if you know what I mean in terms of Arsenal. Yeah. Do you yeah. think this guy is your solution in terms of that character, that man, that guy who can be there for the next seven years just holding it down in the centre of that defence? No, I, I think he's certainly capable of being that guy, but we still have to remember he's quite young as well, and he's just starting. I think he still needs a partner, and we're still waiting on uh, William Saliba to come through to the first team. I know he's playing under 23 games at the moment. But I, I think that in the long term, I think he really can come up and he can be that person that we depend on in the defence. But, you know, we, we can't speculate too early on these things. Because like you said, Mustafi came in 
he was what fifth highest uh, thingy fee for a German player coming in. So at some point, and he was just such a disappointment afterwards. Exactly. Like, oh my word! There are times when you think he's 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 got it. There are times when he just loses it. But we need that consistency. Someone that you can see exactly. pulling, winning that defense through. Mm. For me personally, the game of the weekend was the game I've been waiting for a long time. I have always been a fond follower of Leeds United ever since I started watching soccer. They've been crushing my soul not being in the Premier League. They are finally in the Premier League. And they played against uh, the defending champions, my team, Liverpool. And they gave Liverpool a run for their money, a real run for their money. Liverpool needed an 83rd-minute penalty a la Man United to Hmm. get to the win. And um, Wendy, do you see any frailties there? This is a Leeds United team that has just come up. Besides the frailties of Liverpool, what do you see with that exciting Leeds United team? I've actually got nothing but praise for that Leeds United team. If they can keep fitness, if they can keep quality levels up, they are going to be the next Wolves story, if I see it like that way. What do you think about those two? Yeah, um, you know, normally in the, whenever the Premier League starts, we always have the teams that get promoted from the Championship, which do extremely well. It's as expected. They're carrying the momentum that they have in the championship where they feel they deserve to be in the Premier League. But I think Leeds exceeded my expectations on that point because these guys look like they've been playing top-level football for a long time. You wonder why are some of these players even playing for them? They should be picked up by the bigger teams (laughs) quickly. For you to hold, for you to almost at least draw against Liverpool and give them a run for their money on the first day of the season straight after they've won the league. I mean, there's two champions going up against each other. You know what I mean? So, it's really a thing of... fire, fire. It's fire, fire. It's like, you won, we won. They were were just saying, there's one place where the goal is. That happens behind us. We don't care. We're moving forward. That's why I love about that. (laughs) So, Leeds, they're looking very promising. Uh, I mean, last season, we had teams like... Norwich with Pookie coming up and what, what, what and all that. But I think Leeds will actually maintain the standard and I do think they can finish they to the top two. They look sustainable. They've got a good manager. I've been keeping an eye oh. on them for a little bit. So, for obvious yeah, reasons. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm quite excited to see Leeds during the season. They look sustainable, dude. Like, Bielsa... Has has transformed this team. Leeds, I, I I was watching them a bit last season and the season before that even because um, two seasons ago they actually got to the motion final and they lost in the final. This season they've just got some sort of swagger, cockiness to them that they've brought up from the championship. But that cockiness and swagger comes from their mentality that they outwork whoever's in front of them. They don't believe they'll outskill whoever's in front of them, but they'll outwork whoever's in front of them. And if you've got that sort of swagger, we saw it with Wolves. Wolves with Nino Espirito Santos. That guy does not allow his players to put their hands on their hips at training. Their hands can, you're not allowed to put your hands on knees, hands on hips. You're not allowed. That's the sort of workman mentality that will keep you in this league. Paco, did you see anything from the Leeds guys? Yeah, man. Hey, like you said, hey, they they played well, man. That pressing <laughs> game, uh, that was the masterclass of of 
pressing coaches, people who, who get their teams to work hard, man. So exactly, yeah. And out of yeah. all the coaches that they could have, out of out of all the coaches that they could have said that like we're gonna press against, they had the guts to say we're pressing against Klopp, the king of press. Exactly. Ah, exactly. They did it well. Um. Of course, there were one or two defensive errors that I spotted from Liverpool, but it has been creeping into Liverpool's game. But it's not like it's one or two defensive mistakes from bad players. It's one or two defensive mistakes from class. Virgil van Dijk also did a little bit of a mistake there, but I'm not too worried about Liverpool. I am ready to go into week two because in week two, we had some stunning fixtures. Um, in week two, some of the selected results that we've got here, Arsenal came through with a 2-1 win over West, uh, over West Ham. Leeds United 4-3 again, but this time they're on the winning side against the newly promoted uh, Fulham also. Spurs got off to a running start, 5-2 win over Southampton with uh, Son scoring a hat-trick there. Um, the shock of the weekend... Crystal Palace beating Manchester United 3-1. And the game of the weekend, Liverpool winning 2-0 against uh, Chelsea, um, also looking to be title rivals there. Um, When we got to Monday Night Football, City also started their account last night with a um, 3-1 win yesterday. So, Wandy, as we stand today, 22nd of... On the 22nd, of September, as we stand. Manchester United are already six points off the top. Two games. What do you have to say about Man U so far? I mean, we just... What do you have to say? It feels like... (laughs) Are you finished, Papa? It feels like... (laughs) (laughs) It just feels like, I don't know... I'm not going to bring the excuse of we didn't play pre-season. I'm not going to give the excuse of we only started training a week before because that actually adds the fuel to the fire. What have you been doing all this time <laughs> if no one's been training? No, you had no commitments. The window has been open. Ooh. The transfer window has basically been open since lockdown started. No one has been doing anything. They could have made the deal sorted, pre-agreements like how Chelsea had. I, I mean, everyone has done business. United, I think, is the most crippled team right now where... <laughs> It is very obvious what the problem is. There are no defenders in the team. We have a right wing who just knows how to run and nothing else. Um, as I said last time, midfield, we are okay. But who's this right wing? Daniel James, why is he starting on the team? Why is he even playing on the Why did we even sign him in the first place? I mean, <laughs> it's actually a joke because look, Lindelof has been there for four years. I'm tired of waiting. He's not. He is not Maguire's partner. Maguire is actually only starting that team because we paid so much for him and he plays for England. So, it's, if I was a coach, I could... But he's the England captain, though. Maguire, Maguire is a solid, he's a solid defender. Eh? Like, he just switches. The, the thing is, Maguire is that player where he needs someone who is not allowed to switch off so that he can cover for him. Lindelof, he's like... I don't know. He'll, he'll watch you cross the ball in front of you. All right, wait. Wendy, before I let you continue, Wendy, before I let you yeah. continue, let me just get this straight. 
the back four for Manchester United this past weekend was Lindelof, Harry Maguire, central uh, defence, mm. Luke Shaw and uh, Timmy Fossimensa was at uh, right back and yes. left back respectively. Yes. In your midfield, you had Pogba, you had Bruno Fernandes and you had Scott McTominay. Yes. And in your front three, you had Rashford, you had Daniel James and Anthony Martial. On your bench, you had Fred, your new signing, Donny van der Beek. You had Mason Greenwood. You had Odian Incarlo. An unused substitute of Aaron Wan-Bissaka. And you also had Eric Bailly on the bench. So just to give the people who are listening like a bit of background. Like, first of all, for me, like, as, you, as I let you continue, Fosimensa starting without, like, and when the suckers on the bench, like what was going on there? Like, Fosu Mensa has played three Premier League games in the last four years. He's always on loan. He's known as someone who is just not up to standard. I don't even understand. I mean, look, people say people say Dalo is is not good. Dalo is twice as good as Fosu Mensa. I'm a fan of Dalo because he makes bad decisions, but he has a sense of technical ability. The way Man United plays with one Bissaka. Was there normally, any news you had on your side? Was there any news you heard on your side on one Bissaka? Was it injury? Was it resting? What was it? I, I don't understand because one Bissaka literally played almost every game last season. And I mean, look, whenever Fred and Daniel James play together, I always complain because there will be no progress going forward at all. To make it worse, Sosha put Fosimenta at right back. That means two things. Daniel James is bad at crossing. Daniel James is bad at cutting. Normally what happens when Daniel James is on the field is one Pisaka is there on the right. Daniel James will always try and beat the defender. He cannot. One Pisaka will always loop around him. One Pisaka gets the option to take a cross, which will probably end in a corner because his crosses get blocked nine out of ten times. Now, when you have Fosumenta there, Fosumenta is a right back. He has no attacking ability. He has no technical ability. All he knows what to do is try and defend. So but if, that team was good enough to beat Crystal Palace. That team was good enough no, to it beat wasn't. Crystal Palace. You're not oh. going to tell me an 80 million. You're, telling, you're not going to tell me David De Gea and goals, an 80 million centre-back, Paul Pogba, Bruno Fernandes and Anthony Martial is not enough to beat Wilfred Zaha and Crystal Palace. Give some credit to how Crystal Palace defends and how Roy Hodgson actually sets up his Crystal team, Palace had Crystal Palace Crystal Palace had their B team defense. That was not their starting defense. United had no Roy Hodgson. Crystal Palace has been notoriously quite quite of the mid-range teams been better defending. It has but been. Papo, my chat is that team that was on on the field for Manchester United. Are you telling me that's not good enough to beat Chris? You're lying. You're no. lying. I'm you're trying lying. to excuse the inexcusable here. We're, we're trying to throw them a line, but I, <laughs> yeah, it's just as, you're, as you're saying, it's difficult. It's really difficult. No, but that's the thing. For me, you're talking about Roy Hodgson, a guy who was sacked as England manager because he lost to Iceland. That was how good his defensive. Um, that's how good his defensive strategy is. That's how great his defensive strategy is. He was sacked. He made he Iceland. He made Iceland relevant in world football. 
and you're telling Imagine, me he's good enough to beat Man United. Okay, well, I mean, give me give me a reason why. I, I'm just saying Crystal Palace has defended well in quite a few games. You want to reason past. why Man United lost the game? Because yes. you've been sitting, doing nothing for the past six months. You had all the time to negotiate. We waited for, as usual, United will wait for the last second. Without negotiations, right? Because we haven't even started talking about transfers. We haven't even started about transfer market. Without talking about the transfer market, the players that were even on the field. Uh, heck, I was already, I don't even know why Juan Pisaka wasn't on the field. But... Now that he's not on the field, fair and fine. The players who are there, how do you lose to Crystal Palace? How? At home. How? At home. Was it at home? Yes. At home. At home. At Old Trafford. At Old Trafford. I mean, look, after the game, Luke Shaw said, oh, the players on the field are not good enough. I was just like, you're one of them. (laughs) He got the, he crossed the first goal. Luke Shaw thinks he's faster than he is, as fast as he used to be. So what happens is the first goal comes through. Lindelof makes the mistake. He's supposed to cover that guy. He jogs, he sees, and Andrews Townsend is running at full speed. Does Luke Shaw not decide to only try and catch up with them afterwards? He costs the first goal. The defense is not good enough. We have no rumors of which centre-back we're trying to sign. Gabriel went to, um, went to Arsenal. Koulibaly um, is now rumored to go to City. Upamencano, we don't even know what the story is. Obviously, we're going to be like, oh, it's too expensive. Too expensive, what do you mean? You spent 80 on Maguire, who's doing basically bare minimum for us. Are you telling me you can't spend another 50 on someone decent? They let Nathan Ake go right under their nose. Sosha, after the game against Bournemouth last season, he's just like, yeah, we're monitoring you. We need a left-footed centre-back. Two weeks later, yeah, Pep just swept him. So, it's really just a thing of, there's no direction. There's no direction. Even the way we play. This is why this is why I, I wanted you guys here. Because preseason, all of you guys laughed at me. All of you guys were laughing at me when I said, what I see in front of me at this point in time, this point in time, we can talk again after the transfer window is closed. But at this point in time, I do not see a team that is going to go on and make it to, into fourth place. Like, I don't see it. First of all, they have not addressed any of their, their frailties. If you're going to say that your best, your best players in your team are attackers, Bruno Fernandes, Paul Pogba, Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, those are like your top five players. Then uh, let's throw it to head today. But out of four of your top five players are attackers. So when you've got that mentality that four of my top you should be scoring a minimum of two, three goals a game yes, with your yes. eyes closed. And then you start to, um, then you go to defense and try to lock up the back. But at a point where you're so top heavy, your team is so top heavy and you're still not scoring goals. How is that possible? That's why I said that you guys can't make fourth place. That's why. And a team that has gone from being top heavy to looking interesting. Paco, I owe you an apology. Tottenham Hotspur. You told me that now nah, you have to give respect to some, uh, to uh, some respect to Jose. Respect, respect. I looked at them uh, this past weekend. Watched them, like watched them fully. This is a Tottenham without their two new uh, signings, Bale and Sergio. But um, they were already looking good, and the players that are looking to come in were players that weren't looking good on the field. So it looks like they're improving. They're even going to be improving what they're doing. 
And what I see from Spurs, Spurs is like one man used to They've decided that, you know what? We don't have the strongest defense. We're going to be leaky. But guess what we're going to do? We're going to hit you with Son. We're going to hit you with Harry Kane. We're going to hit you with Gareth Bale. We're going to hit you with Dele Ali. We're going to hit you with so much firepower that we're scoring three to four, uh, three to four games. Um, uh, we're going to score three to four goals a game easily. That's what we're aiming for. In some games, when we don't fire, it's all good and fine. But that is even more likely to get you into uh, to get into the top four than Man U as we stand right now. As we stand. If anything, Man U slipping further down. I had them at fifth. Like, Wandy, what's going on? Oh, come on, come I know, on. Paco, this is this is Paco's time to speak. I have one thing to say. Jose Mourinho is a snake. Paco, continue. Because this is not, <laughs> he's a snake officially. Because this is nonsense. It's actually unbelievable. You see what he I'm tired. I feel like Did you see was, that? Mourinho, Mourinho was sent by Abramovich to destabilize Man United. Paco, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, look, guys, the thing is Spurs, Spurs, they still have the talent to actually be a very good team. Like, and the way they improved, they got Doherty there on the right when Oreo was not doing anything. I forgot Doherty. Oh, what a yeah. signing that was. So he, he looked exposed in the first game, but then you realize that people are still not completely fit. Once yeah. people are up to scratch, you're going to have Regulon on the left side as well. Sure, maybe. Um, who, who stayed? Was Adavirols is the one who stayed, ne? And yeah. partnering with, with Dyer in defense. Or, yeah, or Sanchez. Dyer or Sanchez. It's yeah. up to them. Yeah, you still have people like Ndombele who were like not fit for half of the season, were still good players. Yeah, You've got also... You've got, um, I know this Daniel Harry Winks. Yeah, you've got Harry Winks. That but team their is, firepower. Their firepower. Yeah. I didn't even mention Son and Harry Kane. Harry Kane is Lucas still one Mora. of the in the league. M- Lucas Mora. Okay, for me, he has, a, he has his moments on and off. But then you've got but Gareth Bale. He's, he's not going to be a starter. Yeah, I'm saying you exactly. You've got Gareth Bale coming in when he's on his off period. Like, it's going to... Tottenham Hotspurs, people are going to sleep on that team. But I think Jose, he's won something everywhere he's gone. Let's not forget Except that. that man. <laughs> oh, but the thing is, the thing is about Europa Jose Mourinho, to be honest with you, Jose Mourinho is, is my Arsenal. In life, I used to hate on Arsenal the same way I still don't like Manchester United. But I started giving Arsenal credit once they humbled themselves. They became humble. And knew that, you know what, we're not as great as we used to be, but we are looking to be better. That's why I've got respect for Arsenal. Because Mourinho has done the same thing. At, at Manchester United, he still thought he was that big boss. He thought he was big papa, and he wasn't. And he got humbled and fired again. Now he's looking like, you know what, let me go and be a nice operator, talk nicely to my strikers so that these guys keep me in the job. Manchester United, on the other hand, they still think they are bosses. And that's yeah. why they're... If you, like, if you I, saw that I, first documentary, like, you'll see the way Jose has changed his, his style of management, kind of. Uh, I don't know if you watched All or, uh, all or Nothing. Yeah, all or, but, yeah. I mean, look, it's Tottenham. But he can't think I'm he's coaching saying, a big team. He, he has to humble himself. At, he, he understands where he's at. He's it's in his Tottenham. And the way he's managing, man. <laughs> the thing is, man, you isn't a big team. You guys are not picking it up. You guys are not picking it up, Mandev. 
if you as a big team supporter, a boss team supporter, and you're saying that fourth place, people are even doubting that fourth place. Nah, man. I mean, look, you know, Man United, look, man United don't think because how can you be so negotiating when the season has started? No, I, I can tell you now, we're probably going to be the only team to sign anyone between now and the end of the window because every other team is set. Fine, Arsenal will pull strings for party. Yeah, we're not but, set either. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you've improved significantly because you've addressed one of your issues. We got someone who we didn't need to get at the time. It would make more sense if he we got... He was literally on the bench. If we could literally have got a centre-back when we got Van de Beek, start the season with at least one small tweak, we're literally playing exactly the same way we played last season. The only difference is we just exactly. came and put someone That's on the bench. I'm, I'm saying... I'm Last your season, you guys... throughout your team is still better than the quality throughout the Arsenal team. Yeah, I'm going man and that's for man. why I tell them to this day they're not doing anything until they address the manager. Because you people think because you went on a ten-game uh, unbeaten streak last season, you are playing well. You are going three, four, five, six games or one off a penalty. You are not playing well. So now that you're finally actually not playing well and you're not getting the breaks, you're now shocked. When you got beaten by Arsenal in the semi-final, when you got beaten by Sevilla in the semi-final, even in that quarter-final against Copenhagen, you scraped through with a penalty. This is a trend that has been going on and on and on and on. And man, you refuse us to, to address it. They say, no, Ole's at the wheel. In Bruno, we trust. PP6 for the win. What? What? Man. No. Get rid Player of Their football Ole. is hashtag. Every other week, a new hashtag. That's, that's, oh, that's the football that was... Hey, listen. We had Jesse Lingard moonwalking at the Emirates. So, respect our hashtags. But anyways, let me say something. <laughs> Solskjaer needs to go. The problem is he will not get sacked. He just needs to say, guys, I'm sorry for wasting your time. I'm going to leave or wait for the contract to end. Man United will now, not Man fire. I can tell you now, Man United will never fire Solskjaer. I can guarantee you that today. You'll be asked, you'll be asked, you'll be asked, you'll be asked, to, you'll be asked ah, to leave no. or he resigns or the contract ends. The Leeds manager will come in for you. Because clearly... Why? I'm cutting off Man United. I don't think I don't think he'll work out that for you guys. old man. Man United is Ah, we did something. No, 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 no. Who, who? Pochettino, it's not expired. The dream the is way, done. The way, he, the way his system operates, it needs certain personnel for it, and he will have to build that. And Man United, nah. the way that you guys operate, I think we need a need full episode just for Man United once the transfer window is closed, guys. A full episode just for Man United. Yeah. One, you call your homies. I need to. I actually need to chat to some Man United power. people. A full episode. A full episode. Um, once the transfer window comes through. In other results, as I was saying, Liverpool two 0 win. That game literally was based off the red card uh, on the stroke of halftime. Christensen just tackled Mane. I really don't understand why he would do such a thing. In those situations, I always say to myself. Would you rather not go 1-0 down, go into halftime and try sort it out, than to now be 1-0 down, uh, than to be 0-0, but you're playing a whole half with 10 men? That's where Chelsea went wrong for me there. I don't think we can really talk about that. 
One thing I did see that was pretty cool was um, Arsenal not playing well, not looking good, but managing to somehow still dominate the, uh, still able to have like they might they didn't have that cutting edge they didn't have that spice but they still got away with the two two one win what did you think about your team's performance this weekend Paco? i wasn't happy i'll be honest and i'll tell you why that midfield needs to be addressed in the granite jaka is not the midfielder to start every game and get us somewhere in the premier league it's not gonna happen whereas alneni is now partnering up with them i don't see that combination taking us far in this no, it can't. We have to address that midfield position. But can they not fulfill a job? Oua has to come in. Huh? Can they not just fulfill a job? You know, when you've got those two guys that are, they're not meant to be creative. They're not meant to be highly skilled. Can they not fulfill a job of stop the ball and kick it to someone else? Can they not fulfill but that? You still need someone who can actually progress the ball properly. These guys in their sideways passes, we were relying on Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Kieran Tierney to progress the ball. It, sometimes we can get isolated if someone plays us tactically um, well. Like if, if they what I'm trying to say is, like, remember that um, that Chelsea midfield of um, Golo Kante and um, who else was in that when they had a back five? Um, it, it's that sort of midfield, oh, yeah, Golo Kante, Matic sort of vibes. You see... When you're just when you've just got people there to fulfill a role, like just stop the ball and pass it out. Like I, I don't even know why you even sold Torreira, but he was also understanding. But I'm actually happier with El Nene and Zaka than what what you guys have given me before. Like before, because as I said, Zaka looks so bad, but the fact that you've got this Gabriel character behind him. He's going to be he's going to be made to look slightly better. He's gonna look slightly better. Let's not lie about that. If you yeah, get Pate, if you get Thomas Pate, obviously that is class. Yeah, that is time, class. you know. Funny, <laughs> <it's part of laughs> but there's, but there's vision there. But when you yeah. do you not take comfort in a team that didn't play well against a pretty good team in West Ham, and you still got away with the three points. Yeah, I'm, I am actually proud of the fact that, you know, normally an Arsenal team going up in a game like that before um, Arteta would have capitulated completely. So I am, I am thankful that, you know, we can, we can actually grind out those kinds of games and come back with a good result. Yeah, that's great. And final say, of course, will uh, Wandi. Manchester City was back in action against Wolves, who had already played a game, and they had won 2-0 last week. Mind you, um, um, Wolves had already won 2-0 last week against a, a good Sheffield United team. Um, but Man City was just too strong for them in that first half in particular. That first half, Man City looked fluid, with half of their team not even there on the field. Um, because to give you a look up, Manchester City started with the likes of um, uh, Raheem Sterling started, but Rodrigo, Kevin De Bruyne, Fernandinho, Phil Foden, Gabriel Jesus. So there was, no, there was no Aguero up front. They started off with John Stones and Ake as their centre-backs. No Otamendi, no Laporte, and Benjamin Mendy is starting again. So that back four was really a brand new uh, back four with exception to Kyle Walker. But they just look fluid. It seems like everybody 
every opposition City has like two, three players for them. Does City just look dangerous to you guys? Yeah, I mean, they look like they just continued where they left off. Doesn't look like they've got any issues they have to deal with. They really just move the ball like usual. De Bruyne, as usual, good at ball distribution. Fernandinho also covering up in the middle of the pitch. Phil Foden looks to be improving game by game. I'm happy that he's getting more game time because he really is a good player. Uh, see, there's a difference between Solskjaer and Pep. Solskjaer bench Greenwood, <laughs> Pep starts full Foden. Solskjaer always said, oh, disciplinary things or whatever. Pep is like, hey, this guy can play. I need him to No, remember Greenwood has got disciplinary, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were together. So now it's a thing of like, Pep is just like, you know what, just play. So, I mean, City, they look strong. They will be strong. They'll probably sign someone else to even like just bolster the team just for fun because they can. But yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Liverpool this season based on what happened. I like City's kit, away kit, actually. It actually looks really nice. That WhatsApp background for their shirt and the blue shirts. Yeah. <laughs> but, that kit looks horrible. It looks like a dirty shirt. From far, but from anyway, far, it looks good. But, but the, yeah. thing for me, the thing for me, I, I did say they look great in the first half. The second half, First game of the season. Let them. Let them. I did say that shaky. they look great in the first half, but the second half, the second half, they were they were a bit shaky. They were shaky. They looked beatable. They looked like they could be beaten. Like it's, 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 I, I don't understand what like it was, but yeah, it's still a, a fresh battle. You know, th- this team is still very stacked. I'm not sure if they're gonna. I don't think we've seen move. even sixty percent of City in that first game. But they look like they will be back with a vengeance very soon. But guys, as I said, you guys just keep making me look good. Paco, your team is making me look good. I love it. Wandy, your team is making me look good. I love it. Like, guys, 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 Premier League is back. And the fixtures that we've got coming up this coming week are as follows. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry about that. We've got Manchester United going to Brighton on Saturday and Chelsea going to West Brom on Saturday. Those should be must-wins for those two teams and in their situation. If Manchester United cannot score three goals against Brighton, I don't know what's wrong with them. Man City is going to Brendan Rodgers and that Leicester team. Spurs, I'm looking forward to seeing Spurs this weekend against a shaky Newcastle team that also got beaten handsomely by Brighton this past weekend. That looks like a big, big uh, game there. But then the game of the, of the weekend come Monday, uh, well, it's not even on the weekend, but the game of the game week is Arsenal coming against Liverpool. Liverpool loves this fixture. It's at Anfield. I think um, Liverpool has averaged about four goals in the past five to eight fixtures of this one. Like, Liverpool loves playing against Arsenal. What are your guys' uh, score predictions for that game before we go? Wendy, what do you have? Liverpool, Arsenal. Uh, I want Nicolas Pepe starting on the right wing for Arsenal because Pepe, if you hear to score in a big game, he might just do it. So, I believe Arsenal can take this one because they wanted the Community Shield at a neutral venue. It's Anfield with no <coughs> fans, so I don't think they will struggle too much. So I can give Arsenal a 1-0 win or a 2-1, but I'll, I'll 
keep it at two one because Liverpool will score against Arsenal. You can see Arsenal keeping a clean sheet. No, you can I can't. See I corrected myself. Two one, two one, two one. Keeping a clean sheet. Two one, two one. Arsenal. You can see Arsenal keeping a clean sheet. Two one Arsenal. <laughs> I remember. I had forgotten. I uh, I knew that it was your decision, <laughs> but uh, bro, put some respect. Two one Arsenal. One, Paco. Uh, uh, what uh, are you saying? We have we have beaten Liverpool last two um, meetings, you know. So, but yeah, this is Anfield. This is a different story. There's no fans. I, <laughs> There's no story at Anfield. I think we're gonna get beaten three <laughs> one. Anfield is just another place. Come on, Paco. I'm, Thank you, I'm boys. confident my team is not at Anfield. If it was at the Emirates, I would have us, I would pick us as winners. But Anfield is just here. Yeah, even though there's no fans there, Liverpool still does the business there. Pick up, pick up, pick up. I've also got Liverpool with a 3-1 win. Obama Young is going to score. I've got, I've got a newfound respect for that blood class. But um, 3-1 for Liverpool. I see Mania scoring two. And maybe Thiago with an assist if he manages to start the game. Because if Thiago Alcantara manages to start that game, he's going to run that Arsenal midfield to the ground. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. is just going to be great. That's, That's just going to be great. Yeah. I think Premier um, League teams are actually scared of Arsenal. I'm actually scared of Thiago for good reason. But anyway, that's what I heard from Chelsea over the weekend. Ah, they're scared of Thiago. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those they gave away yeah. too much respect. <laughs> too much. Oh, passes, man. It's like he's playing FIFA. Man had had one and a half training sessions and he was running the strings like he had been there for five years. Honestly. But anyway, we'll talk about the transfer market and business later on um, in the season. But thanks again, guys, for pulling through and we will see what the Premier League has for us. Thanks for tuning into the source, all platforms as always. Paco, yeah, we'll see you soon. Definitely. We'll see you about this game as well. <laughs> <laughs> captain, my captain. Yes, see sir. You soon. Cheers, guys.